Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman, and it is time to bring the orange yet again with one of my favorite people to come on the program. Someone who works with me and on my team every day, super valued in the organization, Melody Zacharias. Melody, welcome to the Pure Report. Welcome back, actually. It's been a while, but uh, good to have you. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm actually really, really excited about this, uh, this topic because you've been doing a lot of work in this area and you cover everything broadly around Microsoft, but, uh, you know, and we will dive into it, but Azure Arc certainly seems to be something um, with Microsoft that is growing, but um, take us back a little bit. I think you've just eclipsed the 18 month mark here at Pure, focusing around Microsoft solutions. First off, how have you found your time? What are you enjoying about your role? Um, absolutely loving it. It's awesome. the fastest 18 months ever. I can't <laughs> believe it's been 18 months already. I just realized that as, uh, as we were approaching this talk and I was um, quite shocked by that. Well, it seems like only yesterday you were visiting in the office. We actually did get to meet in person once, you know, for, uh, for the interview, which was, which was tons of fun. And um, and then just been seeing you through the computer screen since then, which is, which is okay. You know, we're still, we're still, um, getting things done. So if, if you had to sum up your role for folks here, you know, as our Microsoft solution manager, what kind of things have you been working on relative to, you know, the partnership and, and, and how pure integrates in with Microsoft? Um, really, it's an opportunity to get my hands and my fingers deep into everything that is Microsoft. Um, touching on everything from a little bit of um, things that happened with sales to diving into the relationship with Microsoft and making sure that we have content for, for our customers. No, it makes sense. And I, you know, I can't think of a better person to represent those things externally because as uh, frequent listeners, the pod know you come uh, dangerously equipped with uh, with Microsoft knowledge. Um, why don't you tell people about your background in the uh, in the community? Because uh, you've really just been taking on this marketing thing more recently with us, which we love. But um, you come equipped with lots of lots of um, database knowledge and, and even beyond. Yeah, actually, I was lucky enough this year to uh, receive my sixth MVP uh, for Mike from Microsoft as a data platform MVP. Um, quite, quite the honor from them. Yeah. Um, and this is my second year as a Microsoft regional director. So both of those are awards received from Microsoft based on work that you do in and within the community. So helping, helping out the community, doing a lot of um, teaching within the community and um, education uh, uh, talks at conferences. And uh, I guess now a lot of that is online. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it is a commitment, right. That you have to make where, you know, you actually do have to plan and prepare and go and inform. You can't just show up with the same old stuff, the SOS, right. And, and, and deliver things. So it's great. You're so involved in the community. We are super fortunate, lucky to have you here at Pure, what um, when you look at what Microsoft is doing and kind of the transformation that they've gone through, you know, in the last five or ten years, what has you excited right now about their strategic direction? You know, where they're going. Um, there actually, there's so many things. It's it's hard to really narrow it down, but 
there's a, num a number of things in particular. In particular, one of my favorites would be that they're all about right now meeting the customer where they are. So ensuring the right solution for the problem. So it's no longer just simply a cloud first or cloud only mentality. And a lot of clients or customers are realizing that that is their strategy as well. And it's important for Microsoft to have that mentality so that they can help customers do what they need and reach them at the right point. So that there's no longer this gap between what Microsoft is offering and what customers need. So they can get to their solution faster and get to doing business and doing their business and not worrying about their technology so much. So that's probably my number one. Yeah, it's a long way away from the Microsoft that, that, that a number of us grew up with, where it was just sort of, you know, turning the crank on, on a set of, you know, desktop software or operating system. It, it is really focused on the end user customer and, and, and certainly centers around the data, right? And, and, you know, that's where we all are right now is, is kind of, you know, where the data is. But it is encouraging to see that it's really not that whole cloud first mentality that was hitting everybody 10 years ago and really just sort of a mixed approach. You know, do you need to be on-prem? Do you need to be something hybrid? Um, you know, that, that sort of thing provides a lot more flexibility, but also allows you to meet customers where they are in their journey. Um, is there anything else that stands out? I mean, you said that was your one and you said there were many, many, and, and you know, a couple <laughs> others, a couple others that are, that are interesting for you right now. Well, that's the, that's the overall reaching one. There's, you know, there's always the, um, I love Microsoft as a company because like Pure, they're also very much into diversity, mm. um, inclusion, and accessibility in all of their products. So just from my personal standpoints and views, I love how those sort of qualities um, align also with those that we do at Pure. So that makes our partnership with them very easy because what they do and how they how they um, come to business uh, align with with our values, making it easy to do business together and um, to move that partnership and our relationship forward. Yeah, which you've been heavily involved in, you know, with a great network of contacts over there and just so many exciting things that are that are in the mix and one that we'll talk about in a little bit in more detail. But before I, I did want to kind of rehash on you know, what are the places that, that we play here at Pure and the things that you kind of focus on day in and day out? And I guess one that we'll start with that's really near and dear to your heart as, as, a, as, a, as a DBA, um, now marketeer, would be SQL Server. I mean, there's, there's a lot of great things that we've always done historically. When you view kind of the synergy between Pure and, and SQL Server, what, what does that mean to you? So um, this... How do you, so how do you mean by the synergy? Just, you know, when, when you, you go and approach folks that are running SQL Server and there's a common set of problems that they have, and many of them can, you know, and if we talk to like Marsha Pierce, our field solution architect, that many of our underlying challenges related to the storage. And so, you know, coming at it from your lens as a DBA, what were things that you might've struggled with where now you look at what Pure can deliver and you go, aha, now I don't have to worry about some of those things or the storage admin that I was bothering doesn't have to worry about those things. Like what, what, what stands out for you there? 
Well, that goes back to meeting people where they are at. You know, there's so many things that um, as a DBA, you are so bogged down with doing, you want things to just simply be easy. And um, regardless of the, the product uh, that you're purchasing at Pure, all of our products are, are simple, right? We, we have these interfaces that make things super, super, super simple. So as a DBA, one of my favorite, um, op, favorite, sorry. <laughs> Take a breath, Do pause. Now I can't think of the word of uh, what you call it as it a, it's not a product, it's a- oh, pure, one, pure one feature? Feature, feature, that's it. As a DBA, one of my favorite pure one features is the workload planner because it allows you to move different databases around. It allows you to determine what the load will be on any particular um, array and plan out migrations, moves of different workloads if you're bringing on new workloads or even um, plan out migrations for the future, whether it's for a project or even bringing on net new workloads. And if you need um, to purchase a new array because of large amounts of workloads, it would let you know that as well. And those are things that as a DBA used to create lots of spreadsheets um, calculations and sometimes discussions with sysadmins that um, would get into uh, discussions over who could do math better or faster even sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, it, was, it was just way more headaches than sometimes you needed. And uh, I think I have to say that more than once, I think I got a free beer out of it because my math was better, but um, that doesn't always happen. And sometimes you have to pay a beer, but yes. you know, <laughs> you are good at math. So I would, I would bet on you many of the time, <laughs> but also, I mean, even, you know, if you look at it, even doing the math, there's still a lot of, there's guesswork that comes in, right? I mean, you can still be really good at the math, but if there's unexpected loads or workloads or things that come on, you still may get it wrong and, and either under provision or, or over purchase. So it is great to have something like the workload planner, you know, based on historical data and trends that um, that somebody can use. So um, that is great to hear directly from uh, from the DBA and pretty funny story about how you guys were betting beers on you know, spreadsheets with, with, <laughs> with, with, uh, with, with migration recommendations, I guess a couple of the other areas historically, you know, that we've, that we've kind of served here and there, I, I just love your input on is, is around, ex, you know, exchange for which there is still, you know, a, a decent amount of on-prem out there, um, as well as, you know, Hyper-V in, in, uh, in kind of the private cloud space, uh, just quick comment on those just for, for people that might be curious. Well, um, basically, regardless of the, the product, um, in, a, in customer story after customer story, we, we consistently see the same, same theme. Um, the speed, the simplicity, and our evergreen business model really allows companies to provide better business value because really that ease of use and, and simplicity is, in, is the key in everything that we do with 
with life getting more complex, it's really important to have things that are easy, that you don't have to worry about, something that's re really reliable and solid, right? Um, we want to free up the work um, so that we can do other things, um, things that are more fun, really. Um, so recently I was speaking with uh, another DBA, a manager of a, at a large enterprise, a large uh, customer. And he was telling me this story about something that happened about a year ago, and they were struggling to migrate some databases, and it was taking way longer than was acceptable for their, for their customer. And they were really frustrated. And he was saying that he had asked, um, actually, Marsha, who you had mentioned earlier, one of our, yeah. um, at that time, she was a field solution architect, um, for some advice. And she had given them some advice to use a particular script on, on how to use snapshots to automate this process because um, they were doing it manually before. And once they modified that for, for their system, they were suddenly, they had an automated, well-rounded solution that, that solved their problem and saved them hours just for every database. And they had like hundreds of databases. Um, like we're not uh, talking yeah. three or four. Um, they had hundreds and it met, then it allowed them to meet the needs of their customers' SLAs. And sometimes I find that people just sometimes don't realize how often they have the tools that they need to solve these issues. They just sometimes don't understand how to fully utilize them. And I just never get tired of hearing those stories, you know, where you know, new solutions are just around every corner. And I think that's one of the things I love about both working at Pure and this job. Yeah, I, I, one of my favorite trade show stories, I mean, I usually share about the, the, the gentleman who approached me at Ignite and said, you know, because of your technology, I have eight to 10 weekends at home with my family. The other one that I haven't told as much in this forum is, is a, a Latin American gentleman who came up at a show when he saw the pure booth and just, I said, hi. And then he identified where it was from. And I kind of knew their story. I went, Oh, you're, I know you're with XYZ customer and you guys, you're, you, you guys were plagued with, you know, you guys had massive windows to do, you know, man manual, um, copies and clones to, you know, and then refreshing back in and it took you forever. And he kind of paused and then he just reached out, you know, Latin America, right. Kind of, he, he, you know, very friendly. And he just, he gave, he gave me a hug and he just like, I have to hug you and thank you to, for you and to pure for, you know, for the, for the amazing snapshot technology, it's, it's saved us, you know, so much time. And now what you just described, we do in, you know, a matter of, of minutes or up to an hour. And, um, and, and you're right. It's just, it's always touching to uh, you know to hear those kinds of things where we make we make an impact on uh, on businesses and and on lives. Well, we have made people wait long enough now because if people tuned in, we've been we've been chatting all things Microsoft. But I want to get to kind of why I really invited you here, which was to which was to go into you know get a little deeper into cloud data services and some of the work that you've been doing you know with with the team, but also you know a lot of it you've been spearheading and dive into, you know, Azure Arc, you know, here at Pure, we do have our, our cloud block store integration for, for Azure that we've released and, and uh, is, is out and that, you know, recognizes some, some good partnership where we've actually pushed our data services, you know, into, into the Azure offering. 
But I think it was interesting you identified a unique need out there and that Microsoft was kind of pushing the Azure Arc, and it's seen very good adoption. I think it's, you know, it's had thousands of customers that are using it based on some article that I found, but where, where does this fit into the strategy? Like what is the, you know, for the, for the uninitiated, what, what is it that they're trying to do with Azure Arc? Why is this interesting? Well, Azure Arc is fundamental to what I had said at the beginning that makes me happy about the direction that they're going is meeting customers where they're at. And the nice thing about Azure Arc and it being a containerized service is that it allows those customers that still want to have a cloud experience, run their SQL server or Postgres SQL. And I suspect other offerings will be coming soon um, to run it almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it it can be run now on-prem. So there are some companies who, who like to manage their um, systems the same everywhere. So maybe it's a company that is used to managing or has a huge cloud or, um, Azure presence, but maybe they don't get the performance that they're used to in, in Azure because... For a lot of people, um, maybe they're running things in Azure and performance is fine, but for certain workloads and databases are classic for this, they need high performance, right? So their databases are not getting the performance they need. And this is very common in Azure because it is not highly performant. So they want to run it on-prem, but they like, they like to have that, um, operating interface where they can manage it still from within Azure. So they don't want to have two different systems to manage everything. So they could run it as a managed instance on say pure hardware and still have that same interface that they run everything else with and um, manage that same instance that's sitting on-prem as they do with everything else. So it would look like it was being managed as though it was running in Azure, but it is sitting on-prem with pure hardware or in um, say an Equinix data center or anywhere else. Like it could be on like an, an irregular data center. It could be- Co-located or yeah. Yeah, in a co-location, exactly. Yeah, or even probably managed, you know, managed service, something, you know, something like that. But ultimately, I think what you've articulated is the desire for the users to have that same cloud-like experience. Um, and, uh, you know, I, maybe maybe dig a little deeper into the different layers that are that are in this. You know, I assume there's, you know, there's they've got a common control plane you know, that exists regardless of where you are and then the services that, that go with it. But um, scratch, scratch the surface on, on what actually is, is in the different layers of, of the Azure Arc offering. Yeah, that's when it gets a little bit more complicated. But the, the, I want to make sure that everybody understood, you know, that first understanding of reasoning why at a yeah. high level, because that's usually where people just don't understand if I start diving in too deeply. Like they really have to understand how that concept is of, of Azure Arc is different and what that means because the importance of understanding that it, this really is 
um, uh, a containerized system. So it's uh, so as modern applications are now starting to run in Kubernetes, um, this is where we start getting that stateless to stateful um, difference, right? So uh, developers are starting to uh, need to maintain access to Azure Arc enabled data services like SQL Server, Postgres, traditional legacy um, the traditional legacy approach to managing these databases relies on scripting. And that's important to remember because um, that's, that's difficult to do, right? It, it, it's not as simple as um, using a user interface that can be more complicated as well. And that's the idea behind Azure Arc, trying to make that a little bit more simple. So with a significant number of highly repetitive and manual activities to ensure databases remain online, remain highly available, support of mission critical applications, these manual tasks are of course prone to error. You can have excessive downtime, they're not easily automated, and um, there's not a lot of infrastructure um, automation tools to make <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, to make that easier. I just need a sip of water. That's all right. So they've built out all of these layers to make that easier. So we have the Kubernetes layer provides some support for this type of automation. Teams need uh, an enterprise-grade Kubernetes data services platform. This is enterprise-grade, this is important, to ensure the reliability and performance of these databases at a production scale. So Microsoft Azure Arc-enabled data services, which is what we're talking about, there are lots of different, and this is important to know the difference here too, is there are lots of different Azure Arcs, there's about four, of them, we're talking about enabled data services in today. Um, these bring Azure data services to any cloud or infrastructure that can host Kubernetes clusters. So that's important. And then on top of that is the control plane and that allow the, the Azure cloud extended to the Kubernetes cluster with the Azure Arc control plane more specifically, the controller extends the, uh, the ARM or the Azure Resource Manager mm -hmm. to the Kubernetes cluster. It also provides data services, resource management, and is how logging and telemetry data are delivered to Azure. So this is where that communication happens between, so if it was on-prem, this is where that information transfer happens back and forth to Azure. Okay. So once a Kubernetes cluster and its associated infrastructure is in place, the first step in deploying Azure Arc-enabled data services is to deploy a controller to the Kubernetes cluster. This is what allows all that um, information to be transferred and allows the communication to happen. And then the next layer is the Azure Arc enabled managed SQL Server managed instance or the Postgres hyperscale instance. 
or more simply, basically, these are the databases, right? Yeah. So this is where, then the next is basically the databases. And I, as I had mentioned, I expect there will be others that will be coming. Right now, the only ones that are GA as of June 30th are um, SQL Server and Postgres Hyperscale. And then within, um, that, within that, you have all the, you know, you have the provisioning capabilities and the monitoring, the typical sort of, you know, at that layer types of things that you would want to be doing to look at the databases and the data, right? Yes. So within the data services, you have um, your uh, SSMS, all of those types of things that you would be using. And on the control plane, you have SQL, um, you have um, Azure Monitor in Azure that you would be using at that level, but on the Azure side. And then um, cloud provisioning and monitoring, each controller has an associated Azure region, metrics logging are uploaded to the Azure region automatically for the controllers deployed in connected mode and manually via the command line tool for the controllers deployed in indirectly connected mode. And the cloud-based element of the solution stacks also provide the capability to monitor Azure Arc-enabled data services and provision both data services and controllers. And this is important to, to note the indirect connect mode because um, these services can be run on the edge. Mm. And so all of these services will run either connected or disconnected from Azure. So just because, um, just because you're not connected directly to Azure doesn't mean your instance is going to stop running. It doesn't have to be continuously connected to Azure. So you can, be dis you can run in disconnected mode for a period of time. Which would be interesting for some edge things that are far edge, I would assume as well, right? If you're exactly way, way out there, that's interesting. But when you bring in the whole edge part of it, then you really talk about a ubiquitous solution, right? I mean, there, there's really, it doesn't seem like there's limitations if you're going far edge to on-prem data center to, you know, ser managed service provider slash colo and into Azure, it's really, you know, it's kind of, you know, any way, any way you want it, right? How do you, how do you want your Whopper, right? <laughs> it's, it's any way you want to consume it, it. It sounds like the kind of the ultimate in flexibility. Yeah. And that's, that's really important for a lot of different use cases. It gives you, it gives you the opportunity to create almost endless solutions. And it's amazing what some some of those solutions can be for, for example, I think I've mentioned this one to you before Rob, because it always makes me laugh is um, one of the ones that I was helping with in my consulting career, just before I helped, I started at pure was um, I was doing a POC with a large pork producer who was looking at this solution. I was helping them install a POC for this. Um, just before I started at Pure, because they didn't have a full-time DBA. Yeah. And they wanted their databases to run faster. So they wanted to run ARC in their pork plants, but their DBA who happened 
or their sysadmin who, who was more familiar with the Azure plane wanted to be able to monitor everything and then be able to have these individual databases at um, be able to collect the data and process some data, kind of like an edge situation at individual port plants throughout um, Canada and the US. And then they were going to upload data into Azure just for doing analytics. Yeah. So that's how they were going, going to manage that. Um, and it's a great, great solution for something like that. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of those edge use cases look really interesting when you have some of those things where you've got, you know, I don't know, agriculture or mining. And, um, you know, you and I was kind of sitting brainstorm about these different things when we're talking about the edge use cases, but there's a lot of them that are really practical, you know, shipping and, you know, the places where perhaps you, you're not really that close to a data center and, and maybe... You don't have expertise out at the, I don't know, we used to call it branch office, right? I think 20, 25 years ago, it was like the branch office concept. And now here we are. And now you have a, a common way to extend all the way out to, you know, kind of even the most remote, but with the same level of data services and in a simple way where maybe you don't have the expertise. It's, uh, it sounds, um, it sounds super interesting. Um, I guess I, I'll shift to the pure part. So part of what you've been working on the last nine months relative to this is, is kind of how and where we play, right? Because you've, you've elaborated on this, on, on the Azure Arc data services and the offering and, you know, what it means and, and how the databases live and the, the, you know, the Kubernetes and containers aspects and control and provisioning monitoring. Where does Pure come in, right? You go talk to Microsoft and go, well, here's what Pure does. What was what was interesting to them? Like where 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 do we play and where do they see affinity for, you know, the things that we're doing on this side? Um, well, we have a lot of um, synergy in this, not only in our our platform with our our hardware being simple to use and easy to integrate with, but also Portworks. Yeah. Because every, every time that you want to integrate, integrate this or install this, you're going to need to do two things. It's a Kubernetes installation. So you're going to need an enterprise solution for your Kubernetes. So you're going to need a way to um, back it up and you're going to need um, a way to ensure that it's stable and secure. And, pro and probably you're going to want some sort of DR capability and those don't come natively. So you're going to be looking for those kinds of solutions. So PX uh, backup and PXDR come with enter uh, Portworx Enterprise. And those, those are two products that Microsoft thinks very highly of and uh, work really well with this solution. Yeah, particularly if there isn't something that comes natively, you know. <laughs> exactly, which, right. which uh, at this point does not. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, you know, hey, kind of need to back up those containers and, uh, and make sure you know, there's a, there's a DR solution. So that's, that's a great, that's a great fit. Um, yeah. Anything and else? Even if you're using it in dev test, mm -hmm. which, um, even if you're using it in dev test, you know, if, if a container goes down, 
you're not going to necessarily want to wait um, 20 minutes to bring it to bring it back up. You want it to go away very quickly and then bring it back up. And Enterprises um, Portworks Enterprises is going to help you with that, just to blow it away completely um, and be able to reintegrate that fast, as opposed to waiting the the 20 minutes for um, for for it to come back on its own. So little things like that can make a big difference with uh, Portworx Enterprise. Yeah, I, I love that there's a nice fit there. And I appreciate that, you know, Microsoft recognized that and, and you know, our, our advocates for that as, as the, you know, as the backup and DR solution and just shows how great a fit Portworx is in, in, you know, into the portfolio to deal with you know, not only that, but some of the, 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 you know, stateless versus stateful challenges that are out there, um, relative to, uh, relative to containers. Well, um, it's super exciting. You know, I was going to have you talk a little about outcomes, but you've kind of woven those in throughout the entire discussion really, and, and provided actually even more color commentary with, uh, you know, with some of your examples about how, um, you know, how Azure Arc data services, what, what would you recommend to folks that are thinking about diving into this that are, you know, kind of, you know, putting their toe in the water of Azure Arc data services? What's, what's the best way to get started or how to go about it? Um, Take a look at our pure validated design, of course, uh-huh. <laughs> which can be found on our website. Good plug. <laughs> well, it gives you, of course, all the uh, good information. Um, that's probably a good start. And um, take a look at our, our um, website on Azure Arc. Yeah, there's a nice blog out there that I think Chris Adkin and uh, and you crafted. Um, you know, quite a bit more information. And what's nice is that you know you get the pure kind of aspects into that with the PVD and 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 the blog and what we do. But a lot more of it is just about the Azure Arc Data Services themselves and and kind of where we where we plug in and and jump in. You know, kind of to to help. And I know you have a lot of other things, kind of you know in the oven with Microsoft and some of them we can't really talk about specifically, but um, can you kind of allude to where you're excited about how and where the strategy is evolving? And particularly, I think relative to Azure, there's just, there's a lot of interesting things as, as Microsoft starts to recognize the value, what Pure can provide to their offerings. Yeah, I think we're, we're looking at evolving pretty much on all fronts, whether it's Within Flash Blade, Flash Array integrations, there's discussions going on all the time of how we can d- deepen our relationships, um, even if it's just um, doing webinars and things together. Um, there's also a webinar coming up on October 21st um, with Microsoft on Azure Arc and Pure Storage as well. So. We're doing things like that, but we're also doing, um, you know, potential more, um, how would, uh, deepening of that of that relationship of talks of how how we can do more things together. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice combination of, of you know, joint, you know, go to market, I guess, if you will, for lack of a better term or, or joint yeah. marketing. But also I know there's there's a lot of, you know, you've been able to establish and, and brought in a lot of peer folks for um, strategy and, and engineering discussions. You know, I think that's how this 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 data services for Azure Arc thing came about, you know, when it was revealed in one of those discovery meetings, like, well, we, you know, we kind of kind of don't really have native, you know, backup for containers and, and the Portworx team's like, oh, we have that. Let's, let's, you know, let's see how that works. So um, super exciting to see what you're doing. And I think the, the sky's the limit in this space. And it's just so wonderful to have a partner like Microsoft that is so willing to work with us, but also where there's really synergies between the, you know, the two product lines. I know with some of these larger companies, we run into, we run into overlap. Apps that, that slow things down or, or make it so that we're competitive. And here, you know, there's, that's, I think, why things are just going to keep chugging along. And I'm super excited we have you kind of at the helm of it. So, um, you know, thanks for, thanks for coming on here, Melody. Great to get an update from you. And uh, we'll have you back on again when there's more news. Thanks, Rob. It was great. Absolutely. Um, and thanks everybody out there for listening. I hope you enjoyed this update on Microsoft, but more specifically, just getting in tune a little bit with the Azure Arc data services. Uh, if you want to learn more about what Pure is doing with Microsoft, go to purestorage.com slash Microsoft. And if you want to check out what we're doing for uh, databases and how to help you accelerate your data in general, go to peerstorage.com slash accelerate your data for all the goodness with SQL Server and Oracle SAP HANA and all the cloud native databases and beyond. It's so much fun and dynamic stuff going on. Thank you for listening. Please keep, keep telling colleagues about the program, send in your topic suggestions, and we'll keep bringing great guests like Melody on to the program. With that, we'll wrap for Pure Storage and Melody Zacharias. This is Rob Ludman saying, don't look back something might be gaining on you.